Welcome to episode 222 of the Digital Tourism Show. In this episode, we will be hearing from Wes Beard of Total Chatbots, and he will be debunking some myths about why chatbots are the future of marketing within the tourism industry. And he will be sharing his stories and his ideas on how you can utilise this tool to market your own business. Now, this presentation opened my eyes to what chatbots can do, so I urge you to watch this video and learn more. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Wes, uh, just want to thank Chris first of all for inviting me along here. Uh, we're actually based in Clockwise just over the road so this was perfect for me. I'm a really, really bad timekeeper so uh, I was actually on time tonight which is great. So, so I'm here uh, just to talk to you a little bit about chatbots. Uh, can I just have a quick show of hands, how many of you first of all know what a chatbot is? Great, and how many of you have used a chatbot before? Okay. Um, if I asked that question about two years ago, I would probably bet that was um, probably going to be a very different picture. And so hopefully, you know, it demonstrates that, that chatbots are growing at a phenomenal rate. It's something that we're reading about more and more. And what I want to talk to you about today is a little bit about what chatbots can do. Uh, hopefully some things that maybe you aren't so familiar with, uh, with relation to chatbot technology and how they can actually be used to grow your business. Um, you'll see I've left some bits of paper on chairs as well, so if you have Messenger on your phone and you have an internet connection, then try scanning that with your camera and you'll see a little bit about how a chatbot flow could work. So I'm just going to go through a few things, I'll try and keep the time. Um, so just a bit of Chatbots 101, it sounds like most of you know what chatbots are anyway. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the chat marketing revolution and give you some interesting statistics that are pretty hot off the press. Um, talk a little bit about, more about chatbots as a marketing tool and what are the things that you can do to use chatbots to actually grow your business from a marketing point of view. Um, talk a little bit about a couple of applications in the tourism industry, so uh, a couple of uh, things that, well, one of the things that we've worked on and um, another one uh, based over in the States. And then finally, just some thoughts from me about how you could leverage the power of chatbots for your business. So first of all, what is a chatbot? Um, you mention the word chatbot to people and either they tend to glaze over or they roll their eyes or they actually get quite excited like I do. Um, or some people just look at you a, bit, a little bit confused. And so what we try to position it as is a, an online automated virtual assistant. Usually when you talk about virtual assistant, people tend to engage a bit more. Um, we're speaking to a couple of pretty big clients in the background at the moment and as soon as we mentioned the word chatbot they just immediately glazed over. Once we started talking about a lead generation tool and a virtual assistant for your business they suddenly get interested. So that's probably lesson number one, don't use the word chatbot. <laughs> Which is a bit of a faux pas considering our, the name of our company is Total Chatbots. <laughs> Never mind, too late. So why are they so powerful? Um, well they're available 24-7. So a chatbot we like to position as, uh, it's like an employee for your business that never takes a day off, doesn't take a holiday, doesn't call in sick, it's there on hand 24-7. Now in this day and age people are using their smartphones all throughout the day, they're using them at the night, they're using them at midnight, we've had chatbot chats come into our chatbot at one in the morning, drunken chats, all sorts of chats, I'm not even going to go into some of the chats we've had. But um, the, the point is that they, they, don't take, they don't take days off, they're working for your business all the time. And in this day and age, people want that. That's what people are looking for, that instant gratification. 
they can handle multiple conversations at once, so you'll be familiar with the, you know, the scenario where you try to call a call center, maybe you've got a problem with your broadband, and then you get some automated voice saying, your call is important to us, and you have to wait for hours and hours and hours. With a chatbot, you can handle hundreds of these conversations, so there's no waiting in a queue. The bot literally will just handle these simultaneously. And finally, they maintain consistency. So my background is actually originally automotive, um, and I spent a lot of time working with car dealers about how they manage their leads. Um, and, and I guess, you know, in all industries, we, have, we need to have a process where we can manage those leads properly. And what we tend to think quite a lot is that you could have one lead come into a business, and somebody would respond to it really, really well, very professional, grammatically correct. Someone would just be terrible, there'd be no punctuation, it would just look amateurish, and then the other one wouldn't be answered to at all. So what the chatbot can bring is that consistency, which is obviously very important for your brand. And finally, they can integrate across multiple channels. So as Chris was saying, ours integrate across websites and Facebook Messenger, but you do get bots that integrate across other channels as well, like Slack and Telegram and lots of other ones. So typical applications, as I mentioned already, are customer service. That's probably the one that most people have used. So you maybe go into your, the website of your bank and you talk to a virtual assistant. That's typically the, the sort of the, the most common use case. And then there's this other side, which is the marketing side. And that's the one I'm going to speak a little bit more about uh, this evening. But there are other applications of chatbot technology which you might not know about. And these are, these are things that are actually being used um, as we speak. So, there are chatbots for staff training, for example. So you could bring on a team of people and, and bring them through a, a sort of a chatbot-based learning experience, um, ask them different questions, take them into quizzes, uh, and then feed, drip feed them content based on how they've performed in the bot. So it becomes a very personalized training experience. You could use it as a branding exercise. So um, if there are any uh, multi-millionaires in this room. Um, there's a chatbot for Hermes. So if you go into Facebook Messenger, look up Hermes, uh, you'll get this really nice sort of whodunit type experience. It's, it's all about brand. There's not really much selling until you get to the very end, obviously. Um, but you can then look at their 450 pound bracelets and stuff like that. You can have chatbots for events. So again, we did a, a bit of work for a client I'll talk about a bit later, which is very much an event-based bot. It was a way for someone to discover part of a cruise ship and ask, answer some questions and then get entered into a prize draw. You can use it for internal reasons, so internal comms, so staff within your organization might want to ask questions about policies or procedures and that kind of stuff, and the bot can service that rather than you having to email a colleague, wait for days for a response, and, and, and that just obviously impacts your efficiency. And then as a virtual tour guide, uh, and again, I'll give an example of how that's being used, uh, one over in the States. So chatbots, are they good or bad? So I'll be the first person to admit, as much as I love chatbots, I've had some very bad uh, chatbot experiences as well. So this is, I was actually on a, on a banking chatbot only a few weeks ago. This is a multinational, global, multi-billion dollar bank. And this is pretty much how the conversation went. So I said, I'd like to renew my mortgage, which I think is a pretty straightforward question. So the, the chatbot came back, sorry, I didn't quite understand you there. Please ask your question in a different way. So I thought, okay, uh, how do I rephrase this? So I said, okay, mortgage renewal. And then I got the answer, please, can you clarify your mortgage question? So still didn't, got the word mortgage, but didn't quite understand what I was wanting to do there. So I thought, okay, renew mortgage, I'll switch it around. And then it said, please bear with me while I pass you on to a human <laughs> advisor. 
So I think, you know, many of you in this room have probably been through that similar situation. The good news is that good bots can and do exist. So it's ultimately about following a number of principles that we've obviously learned over the years. Um, and it's a few things like understanding what's your objective for the customer um, and what's your objective for you as a business. So designing your bot around that, making sure you've got good flow design, uh, having good AI is important and having good data. That's, that's a really key point, is making sure that the chatbot's only as good as the, as the information that you're providing to the customer. And even better, if you can integrate that into your current channels, then um, that's a much seem more seamless experience for the customer. So we are talking to a couple of booking system providers, for example, uh, where a customer could actually reserve a hotel or reserve a table at a restaurant through Messenger without ever having to leave the Messenger experience. And then finally, giving it a bit of personality, you know, because ultimately a chatbot should be seen as not like you're talking to a human, but that you're dealing with somebody or something that's a bit more of a personalized experience. So the next little piece I'm going to talk about is chat being the future of marketing. Um, has anyone heard of a company called ManyChat? No, okay, so ManyChat are probably the biggest messenger marketing company at the moment. They're a typical Silicon Valley startup. Their CEO is like 15 or something. Uh, they have about 100 million pounds worth of investment. Um, but they had a, a really fascinating keynote uh, last week about chat and how chat is going to slowly grow into the ecosystem, actually quickly grow into the marketing ecosystem. So, the principle is, looks at the way people interact with businesses and typically it mirrors the way people interact with each other. And if you look back at the sort of the traditional history of communications, you'll see that rings true. So, you know, you go back years and years and years and years, you start off with snail mail as we now know it, telephone. So typically, you know, you're talking to your friends and family, but of course businesses are cold calling you or prospecting you. You're dealing with those businesses through the same kinds of channels. Then, of course, internet came along, disrupted everything. And as people are emailing their friends and family, businesses are also emailing them, and they're emailing businesses. Then we move into what we call Web 2.0. This is the advent of social media. And the same thing happens. So Facebook became, I guess you could say, a big thing in about 2008. But it was a social network. It was a place that you communicated with your friends and family and, uh, and shared photos and that kind of stuff. And then Facebook, obviously, in their infinite genius, decided to bring in Facebook for business, which really came into its own in a big way around about 2012, 2013. And that was when businesses really harnessed the power of social media to engage their customers. Now, bear in mind, that's only five years ago, which is quite scary. Um, but again, it proved the point that businesses and customers need to work with each other against these channels. And now, if, if your business doesn't have a Facebook page or an Instagram page, then you're sort of seen as behind the times. And then we move into the world of messaging. So how many of you used WhatsApp five years ago? And how many of you are using WhatsApp now? Yeah, so again, pretty much that, that follows every, every client we speak to. And, and so again, we're seeing this trend of where people are using these messaging apps talking to each other, um, friends and family. More and more now, businesses will be starting to use these channels to communicate with your with your customers. Uh, WhatsApp have recently launched a, a WhatsApp for Business API, for example. Um, Facebook Messenger, as we know, has been a communication channel for businesses and clients. Instagram, obviously, a big one now as well. 
So this will just become more and more a thing. Uh, and what we say is if, you're, if you don't have a strategy for messaging, then you need to think about that and how you use that as part of your overall marketing mix. This is just a, again, this is a really bang up to date slide from Marketing Week. So it shows the growth of mobile messaging apps versus social media. So if you look at the red line, this is social network users. This would be like your Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera. And the black bar is your mobile messaging app. So that's things like WhatsApp, Messenger. And if you look at the trend on how, how the chart's growing, by 2020, mobile messaging apps will be getting used more than social media. And that's considering social media was only a big thing 10 years ago. So messaging is, is going to surpass social media in terms of active usage. Where it gets interesting is when you look at this by demographic. So people like my dad are basically, they prefer voice. Whereas down here, you've got this millennial generation, and I think they call it Generation Y, I can't remember, who are sort of prefer that, prefer that they don't really like using voice. But then you look at text, and it's completely, completely the opposite. So there's a, I guess the message I'm trying to put across, there's this market that are sitting here that if you're not engaging them through messaging and having a long-term strategy around that, then you're potentially missing out on a, on a long-term business opportunity there. And then it gets really interesting when you look at preferences for messaging apps when people are communicating with businesses. This, this question is specifically about business. This is a study by Salesforce, who I'm sure most of you are familiar with. Bang up-to-date data, uh, June, June 2019. And it found that people aged between 18 to 40, 48% would rather deal with a business using a messaging app. So that's not email or social media. This is specifically messaging apps, 50%. So it's quite a significant number, and that, that will continue to grow. So I'll quickly jump into chatbots as a marketing tool. So this is a, a client of ours. Uh, this is what they had before. So this is a Cuban restaurant in Glasgow. Typically, when you go into their Messenger app, this is what you would see. So they say typically replies within a day. So let's say you've got a burning question, and you know, you're know you ready to go out, and you're thinking, right, I'm going to get my dancing shoes on. And then you see the reply within a day. So I've got a burning question, but actually I'm not going to hear anything back. So what's my other option? I could email them. That's iffy. I could try calling them, but are they really going to pick up? So then you've got this option here where you can push a button and it goes to somebody's manual messenger and then they have to hopefully pick it up and reply within a day. Versus what you can do with chatbots and you can build in a much richer experience. You can build in images and you can build this automation. So somebody can ask a whole bunch of questions that are pre-programmed in the back end uh, and the bot will give them that immediate answer. Now it's not perfect. Uh, I don't think any chatbot's perfect. But what you're trying to do is get that customer engaged as much as possible so that they choose you over the other business. You've also got a number of growth tools that you can use with this technology. So you can use QR codes, um, which is a sample down there. You can use something called comment to bot. So this is if, um, if you put a Facebook post on your page and you could say comment offer or comment trip or whatever you want to say to find out more. And if someone types that in as a comment, then they can then get a message to their phone from Messenger. So it's almost like automated Messenger retargeting. And you can use that then to drive a conversation through Messenger. And you can also link Facebook ads straight into a chatbot. So again, traditionally, you might find an ad will link to a website, for example. 
um, but you don't really know what's happened to that user. If you can link an ad into a chat bot, then the bot can then pre-qualify that customer. It could nurture that lead. It could automatically follow up that lead after a certain number of uh, hours or days. And all of that's fully automated, so the business doesn't have to do anything. So what that then does is it builds up a list of chatbot subscribers. So essentially think of that as like an email list that sits within Messenger. And what you can do then is you can then re-broadcast out content to those people, provided you stick within the Facebook terms of service. So if you're sending a promotional message, you've got to pay for it. But you could send an appointment update or an event update, and that can be done free of charge through the platform. And the beauty of that is you get this really, really high open rate. You can also do some clever things like segmenting. So you'll see um, those who have tried the little scan code that will ask you, you know, what sort of area do you work in? Is it, are you a blogger or, or you, do you work in the hotel industry? So based on the selection, you could tag someone and say, right, this bunch of people are hoteliers and this bunch of people are travel agents and this bunch of people are bloggers and, and then segment those people and, and distribute content out to them depending on their preferences. So you can be very, very targeted and and uh, how you uh, get your message out. This uh, slide explains a little bit about the, the funnel in terms of open rates. So if you take a typical website, let's say it's an email campaign and you email uh, 10,000 people and your typical open rate on an email is 25 and I know that can vary wildly. Sometimes it can be as low as five or 10. Sometimes it can be up to 50%. But based on the, um, based on the comparison between what we see in the market, the open rates via Messenger are much higher, and that's because the message pops up on your phone, a bit like a text message, and it compels you to open it. Um, Messenger's a little bit like where email was back in the late 90s, where you kind of wanted to clear out your inbox, and so you tend to want to engage with that content more. Um, thankfully, because Facebook control the platform, we're not going to have a situation where people are spamming because people can unsubscribe from the chat bot to not receive messages anymore if a business is battering them with stuff. Um, or a business's page could get shut down if they're just abusing the platform. In terms of applications for tourism, um, so this was uh, some work we did for Royal Caribbean. Um, they launched a cruise ship called Celebrity Edge um, in May of this year. And uh, essentially it was a chatbot game. So we, there were 500 travel agents from around Europe uh, came on, on board the ship. Uh, the press were there. It was a really you know, glamorous event. And what they wanted to do was create a game, a little bit like a treasure hunt game, that people could explore different parts of the ship um, and really get excited about it. So when they went back to the travel agent, they were really selling that to the customer. And alongside that, we built in a little multiple choice game. And depending on what people scored, we could put them into a prize draw. And then being typical celebrity cruises, they were giving them things like Tiffany vouchers and stuff like that. Another example is one from the States. Uh, this is more of the, the tour one that I was mentioning before. So this is one called Andy Carnegie Bot. So I'm originally, I don't know if you can tell from my accent, but I'm originally for Fife. So I'm, I'm born and bred on Fermland. So Andrew Carnegie is obviously a, a big deal. Uh, he, he was from there. And, uh, and Andrew Carnegie is obviously a huge deal in the States. So uh, they built a scavenger hunt game in the Carnegie Museums of Pittsburgh. And this was basically a similar kind of idea. It was a way to explore the tour. But they gave Andy a bit of a personality as well and made it a bit of a fun experience. And people could walk around the museum and scan codes and, again, find out information. But just to build in a little bit more of that digital interaction, that experiential, um, experiential experience. <laughs> 
Um, so just some final thoughts from me in terms of le leveraging bots for your tour business. So the first question I always ask is what's your objective? Um, because bots are such a, I, I guess, a trending thing, you get people, a lot of people saying, you know, I want to build a chat bot, but you, you sort of want to say, well, why? You know, like you need, to have an, you need to have an objective, you need to have something out of it. Don't just do it for the sake of it. Make sure you've got a reason to do it. So it could be that you want to acquire more new clients. It could be that you want to provide a better, more engaging client experience. It could be that you want to have longer, higher term uh, loyalty with your customers. It could be something else. So what I'd say is design your bot around your strategy, not the other way around. If you try to design your strategy around your bot, then it's going to fall apart. But what the bot should do is act as, a, as almost like a bolt on to everything else that you want to do for your business. So figure out what's your, what's your objective as a business. I'm sure for most of you it's bring on more customers and keep more customers happy. Uh, so make sure your bot is designed with that thinking in mind. In terms of other questions, think about complexity. So this would be a typical flow, if you like, for a chatbot. So again, this could be something that maybe just is, is that bit, and very, very simple. Or you might want to go down a full-on a full chatbot experience. Um, this is a sample of the Celebrity Cruises bot, but we created about another 15 of these. So it can, it can become quite beastly uh, in terms of complexity, but it's up to you in terms of how you want to do that. Uh, what growth tools do you want to use? So thinking about, are people going to be scanning codes? Do, they want, do you want them to engage to your Facebook posts? Do you want to do some Facebook ads to try and drive leads in that way? So for Revolution to Cuba, for example, we're doing a free tapas deal. So um, if somebody clicks on the button that takes them to the bot, takes a couple of details, it gives them a code that then they can go into the restaurant and the restaurant can redeem that code. Um, and then think about what channels you want to be. So is it web, is it messenger, or do you want to be in these other channels as well? So if you're doing an internal chat bot, for example, then you probably want to look at Slack or Facebook Workplace. And then Wi-Fi. This is, uh, again, I still can't believe in this day and age the issues we have with Wi-Fi. Actually, the Wi-Fi here is amazing because we've gotten straight away, I think. Um, but how many places do we go to that don't have Wi-Fi? So again, think about you know, where are you going to be launching this bot? Does it actually have good Wi-Fi? Um, otherwise, it's pointless. And what's your post-engagement plan? So is it just going to be a one-off a one -off event, or is this going to be part of a longer-term strategy? And how are you going to use that bot to re-engage people and keep them coming back? And I think that's me. So key takeaways, bots have many applications. Uh, good bot design is key. Uh, whether you're doing it yourself, you're getting a, an agency to do it. Chat is the future of marketing. Um, I reckon, again, the way technology is moving at such pace, we're, again, we're obviously we're seeing Alexa, Google Home, that kind of stuff. So voice will be another big thing. Um, and that's just going to keep on accelerating the importance of chat from a marketing perspective. And again, just a, a point from you, Facebook Messenger, really consider how that's part of your sales and marketing strategy going forward. So I think that's it for me. Uh, thanks very much. If anyone has any questions for Wes, if you put up your hand, Jesse's got a little mic, so we'll pick up the video. Hi, Wes. Is that working? Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much for that. Um, I was just wondering, in terms of the cost for a company, like not that I want to disclose, you to disclose anything about what you charge, <laughs> but just a sort of average kind of cost for a company to invest in having a bought. And also, the other thing was, if you take the lights of Celebrity Cruise, the one that you created, how yep. long is it develop? How long would it take you to kind of 
completes a vote for them. Okay, I'm going to give you a really, really bad answer. So apologies in advance. Uh, it I, depends I, on the project. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I sort of compare that this this whole space you can most closely compare to web de web development. So you could sign up to Wix, for example, and pay ten bucks a month to create your own website or Squarespace, or you could bring on. Saatchi and Saatchi to build your website for a quarter of a million. Um, but to give you an idea, so you've got, you've got various sort of players in the market. So you do have your build your own bot type platforms. They're typically about £10 a month if you want to sign up to a platform, build your own bot. Um, at the other end of the spectrum, you're talking probably £1,500 a month. But the average is probably about £150 to £200 a month. It's, it would be, I guess, a ballpark figure. Um, in terms of a one-off, a one-off bot, again, it depends on the it depends on the project, but um, it could be anything from five hundred pounds up to twenty thousand pounds. You know, uh, in terms of timescales. So, uh, for the celebrity cruises, one to give you an example. This this is from sort of first engagement up to us sort of completing the bot and launching it. Uh, I would say it took about a month of development work. Uh, and then sort of bookending each of that was strategy and you know, all the other sort of fluffy stuff. But in terms of actual core development time, you're probably talking about a month to do it properly, the testing and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so it is something that any organization could get up and running quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, you know, like, like I showed you on that other slide there, that, you know, some, it, it really depends on it depends on it does depend on the project, but for this one, to give you an example, this was an example of one flow, and there were ten there were nine other flows which represented different parts of the ship, and then we had another five flows which were sort of welcome flows and customer satisfaction flows and that kind of stuff so that was about a month, but you could actually build something you could build something quicker than that to be honest um, but if you were looking for, if you take the Hermes one, for example, um, there, were, there were lots of really nice, well-shot videos in there and very specific to that campaign. Um, and so, you know, a lot of it isn't just about the, the actual technical build. It's about the sort of the overall content piece that you have to do along with it as well, you know, so. Hi Wes, thanks for that. Um, see, in terms of internationalisation or localisation, how is that managed? Uh, how do you manage that via the chatbots? Um, that's one of the beauties of technology, I guess, um, is that it's uh, because Facebook's a global platform. Typically, bots and Facebook Messenger go hand in hand, um, but that makes the technology really easy to scale. So. You know, again, I go back to Royal Caribbean. They're based in Miami. They're based in Miami. You know, an American company. Um, but you know, again, you you can do bots within Europe. You just translate the language. You know, it's really that's really not a it's really not an issue. You know, one of the that's really one of the powerful things about the the technology is the ability to to scale globally. So if you're a global brand, for example, and you have a a Facebook page with over a million followers then um, you know you can cater for that or you could have buttons in for example if you had different uh, different countries or sort of european markets for example you could say right click this button 
and it will take them off to a flow that's specific to that language. You know, so click a French flag emoji, takes you off to the French version, etc. So. Um, for, for people who are maybe not familiar with chatbots, no, what would you say is the benefit from using something like Facebook Messenger to like a pure chat or HubSpot chat or something like that? What would you say is I think it's the marketing, it's the marketing potential because with, with Messenger, um, Facebook are, they're really shifting their strategy towards, um, they have their annual F8 conference and one of the big things they talk about is how, there's a couple of big things actually, um, the first one is about how they're trying to move from this sort of town square platform to your living room and what they mean by that is social media traditionally has been someone shouts out a post and everyone like looks at it and they want to move away from that. Obviously, Facebook had a bit of bad press, as you've probably heard, but they want to move back to more of this sort of private, really high, uh, high engaging uh, com conversational experience. And that's why WhatsApp's obviously taken off the way it has. But they want to be able to do that with bots as well and, and through Messenger. So moving to sort of more living room based mentality. The other thing is they're doing a lot of work on the underlying infrastructure between Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram. So although those three brands will remain separate in the public domain, the underlying systems will be sort of integrated into one sort of master. I mean, I'm not a real techie guy, but the, the idea is that you would essentially be able to have a, a very similar chatbot experience through the likes of WhatsApp and Instagram in the future. Um, but then there's another technology coming along called RCS, I think it's called, which is Rich Communication Services. So what that will do, um, so keep your eyes peeled for that, you heard it here first. So RCS is basically like, um, if you imagine a chatbot version of text messaging. So eventually your phone will, when you're sending like likes of iMessage, for example, you'll be able to receive boarding passes to your phone that you can then interact with or you can create different chatbot flows, but through SMS, uh, you'd be able to have booking updates and that kind of stuff. So to answer your question, I think it's, it's, the, it's the richness of the experience that's the real, the real differentiator. Any other questions? No. Oh, well, it's absolutely fascinating. I think um, I'm certainly going to be used HubSpot, I think I'm going to be <laughs> <laughs> give a massive thank you to you. Thanks very much.